It's been a lot of fun to have the grandbabies around our house for Christmas. I love watching uh, the big people with the little people. That's a lot of fun. Um, it makes it more joyful. We jump on the trampoline. Uh, we play games of chase. They like to ride on our backs um, when they're sad or scared. Uh, we love to scoop them up in our arms and hold them close. Uh, a couple of days ago, my three-year-old was getting to bake with her mama. Of course, she had to get up on a step stool so she could reach the high counter, right? Uh, and yesterday, I got to hold the one-year-old as she napped, uh, just laying on my shoulder, which was so sweet, so good. That's a happy Christmas right there. I don't need anything more. <laughs> because we love them, here's the thing, because we love them, the little people feel safe with the big people. Do you get that? Because we love them, because they know that they can trust us, the little people feel safe with the big people. Their tiny hands feel safe in our big hands. Compared to the toddlers, just so you know, I'm very, very strong. But I've been around other people that make me feel kind of small, make me feel uh, little or like a toddler. Our drummer makes me feel like a toddler. Um, when I played high school football, I played with some linemen that made me feel little, tiny, and safe. Um, we had a running back who was actually only a little bit bigger than me. He was only like 30 pounds heavier than me, but it was 30 pounds of arms. And this guy was a sweet, sweet guy. But just for fun sometimes, when there was a lull in practice, he would just grab me by the shoulder pads and toss me up in the air. He just thought it was fun. And I was okay with it because I knew he was on my team, right? Because those strong arms were on my side. I feel the, way, the same way about some of the soldiers here. Some of you soldiers have strong arms. I'm glad you're there to keep me safe. I'm glad you're on my side. We've been studying Isaiah over the last several weeks at our church, studying the prophecies of Isaiah, these predictions that Christ will come. And there's this theme that comes up again and again in Isaiah. He uses similar language about God, the language I'm using about the tiny hands, the big hands, small arms, big arms. And we're told again and again that the God of the universe has these big ultimate hands, these big ultimate arms that keep us safe. God is infinitely bigger than us. So Isaiah keeps coming back to this sort of language, like a little tiny baby hand resting in a giant warrior's hand, but times a billion, times a million with God. Isaiah 40 tells us specifically that God himself holds the oceans of the world just in the palm of his hand. I can hold about a teaspoon in my hand in the palm, but God can hold the oceans. We're told that the nations are just like drops in a bucket to him. Isaiah says again and again that the strong arms of God will save us if we trust him. In this way, this theme of the strong arms of God, Christmas is a paradox. Christmas is unexpected. It's a surprise. It's about the infinitely strong arms of God coming personally to save us through the tiny little hands of a human baby. It's an amazing story, a story we could have never thought up on our own. The pattern of the Old Testament is this that comes up again and again in Isaiah. Because God has used his strong arms to save us in the past, the Exodus is always spoken about as the strong arm of the Lord. Because God's used his strong arms to save us, the Old Testament people of God looked forward that he would do it again. He would do it 
again, he would return and save. And Isaiah outlines it in in two competing visions. He comes back and forth again and again to these two visions of the future. Isaiah talks about the personal return of God, the personal return of Yahweh to save his people because we can't save ourselves. And then he also talks about this ultimate human king who will reign forever. He will reign for eternity. This is what Christmas is about. This is the irony, the paradox, the beauty of Christmas. Both of these promises coming true in Jesus. Isaiah promises us that the strong arms of God will save us if we trust him. He was prophesying 700 years before the first Christmas. He prophesied that the strong arm of the Lord would come and save his people. And he does this in a lot of poetic ways. Uh, Isaiah is just like, it's 66 chapters, but you could say it's 66 songs or 66 poems. It's one of the largest books of our Old Testament, and it addresses both the devastation and the pain and the lament of sin and ugliness and hurt, but also the glories of God's kindness, His comfort to His people, His grace to us. It gives us all these beautiful images and scenes, and it promises that the great problems of, of human ugliness and hatred and, and death, those things are going to be wiped away forever when our great King returns. During Isaiah's time, God's people had sinned. They'd forgotten God. They'd done their own thing. They were mistreating each other, just like our modern world. They were turning from God. They were hurting other people. Evil was out of control. People felt like there was no stopping it, and people were going to just get away with evil. Oppressive armies were devouring other nations, and the poets of the day would compare all of this chaos and all this evil and all this hatred and all this ugliness, they would compare it to Great sea monsters, Rahab, Leviathan, the great dragon of old. Now to be clear, they understood that some of this was symbolic and some of this was very real, right? There is an ultimate dragon that we do fear. And there are real predators in the sea, and they would mix those pictures together again and again so that it became a picture even for the rescue through the Exodus. They were rescued through the waters of death, and that was often Uh, talked about in the poetry of the Old Testament as the destruction of the sea monster when God saved his people out of the abyss and out of the terrors of the waters. Isaiah picks up on these themes as he talks about the strong arm of God. In Isaiah 51, he cries out to God to wake up. He's crying out specifically to the strong arm of God. He says, wake up, strong arm. This is in Isaiah chapter 51, and he's mixing together the sea monster imagery, calling on the strong arm of the Lord to protect him, to be his safety. It's kind of like a picture of being in a boat on these scary waters in the midst of a storm, and you've got this mighty warrior there with strong arms, and he can save you, and he can defend you, but he's asleep. And Isaiah says, wake up, strong arms. Wake up, O arm of the Lord and save us just like you did before. And Isaiah gives a picture that he will save us, that this Lord's strength can calm the waters and bring us peace, bring us safety. Isaiah and the rest of the Old Testament believe that the strong arm of the Lord would save them again, just like he had in the past through the Exodus. Look at Isaiah 51, 52, 53. You'll see this theme, these images build and build. So at Christmas time, we're celebrating this. 
At Christmas time, again, the paradox, the irony of it is we're celebrating the strong arm of God come to defeat the monsters of sin and death. God has miraculously come back for us in all of our sin and sadness. That's what Christmas is about. Isaiah 7.14 promises that this child would come and he'd be a miracle child, that a virgin would give birth to a child and be called Emmanuel. And Matthew 1.23 says it happened. This came true. The virgin gave birth and we called him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Then in Luke 1.51, we see Mary singing a song, a song of joy, reciting poetry. And Mary says that in her virgin birth, the Lord has done strong things with his arms. That's what's happening at Christmas time. In John 12, 37 through 43, the Apostle John says that Jesus is the strong arm of the Lord. Jesus is that strong arm of the Lord that's prophesied about all throughout Isaiah. But sadly, John comments, many did not believe it. Question is, why, why don't we trust him? Why are we trusting in our puny little toddler arms when the strong arm of the Lord is available to us? That's the question we should ask at Christmas time. The irony and paradox and beauty of Christmas is that the strong arm of the Lord that crushes dragons, evil, sea monsters, came for us in gentleness and peace as a little baby. When the birth of Christ was first announced, it was announced by terrifying angel warriors. We miss it a lot of times because of English translations, but one of the most common terms for angels is host, and that means army. The armies of heaven have come. The armies of heaven have come in full force. And Hunter read earlier from Luke chapter 2, these angel warriors, these heavenly warriors have come in full strength. And they don't come to destroy us. They come to proclaim good news. They say good news has come. Good news has come. And this will be a sign to you. They announce it to humble little shepherds. Humble shepherds, do not fear. We've got good news. Peace for the whole world. This will be a sign for you. Go see the great warrior king you've all been waiting for is here. The one that will crush all the dragons, all the monsters of this world. He's here. How will you know? They're given a sign. What's the sign? You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. That's the sign that the great warrior king has come. A baby wrapped in swaddling clothings. Isaiah chapter 40 pulls all these symbols, all these pieces together. Isaiah chapter 40 kind of puts together the strength of the arm of the Lord with the gentleness of shepherds and lambs. It's an important chapter in the Bible, one of the most important songs in Isaiah's collection of 66 poems, because the promise of Isaiah 40, we're told in all four gospels, was coming true in the ministry of John the Baptist and Jesus. All four Gospels start that way. All four Gospels say, hey, remember Isaiah 40 that told us a voice would cry out on the wilderness? Here comes Yahweh in person to save us? That's John the Baptist. And then Jesus shows up on the scene. Here he is, God in person to save us, the Lord of all Israel. So then Isaiah 40 goes on with this promise to describe how God's going to use his strength to save us. How's he going to do that, right? Because any of us that really know our sin and we know the darkness of our own heart, we should be fearful of the strong arm of the Lord. But we're told that he comes in gentleness and peace. 
Isaiah 40 says this, Behold, the Lord God comes with strength, and his arm rules for him. Look, his reward, his payment is with him. Who's who's his reward? What, What is his payment? It's us. It's the little ones that he saves. He goes on in Isaiah 40. He says, He will care for his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the little lambs in his arms. He will carry them close to his chest. That's the picture that Isaiah gives us, pulling together all these terrifying images of the infinitely strong arm of God coming in the gentleness of that little baby lying in a manger. This Christmas, cry out to his strong arms. Make a decision today that you're not going to try to do it on your own anymore, (laughs) that you need him, that you're not going to say, no, I've got this, I can do it but you'll cry out to the strong arms of God. I pray that this Christmas we would be amazed at how strong he really is. That we'd be amazed that God has revealed his strength to us through that little baby in a manger. That the things he promised hundreds and thousands of years ahead of time have finally come true. Be amazed that the strength of God is used not just to crush evil, but to hold those of us who trust him close in his strong arms. And we pray for us. God, we thank you that you send your love for us. We thank you that you're a God that didn't leave us on our own. That even when we cried out, no, I've got this, you came to us in love. You called us to yourself. You said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your initiating love and kindness to us in Christ. We pray that by your Holy Spirit, that supernatural love would be lived out in our lives, that, that we would see the light that you bring to us, we would receive it, and then we would, we would pass on that light. Lord, help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.